Welcome everybody to episode 90 of the podcast, 90 episodes of me babbling along about philosophy, psychology, personal anecdotes, sometimes I brought guests on, if you know, you know, if you're new, welcome, I'm happy to have you, my name is Daniel, this is Daniel Teaches, today we're going to talk about women's mental health, if you haven't checked the last episode, it was about men's mental health, I think it was very interesting and it was definitely worth a listen, well I'm biased, I made the thing, obviously I want you to listen, let's talk about women's mental health. Now, it's interesting because in one sense, you know, you might think, well, Dana, why would you want to talk about women's mental health? Not because it, it doesn't matter or, God forbid, like it's less important than men's, but it's you hear about women's mental health a lot more than you hear about men's, right? Men's mental health is in that weird space that I talked about last week where it's like, yeah, yeah, the patriarchy, if you're a man, life's easy, screw you. So now you're in a weird place because you're like, well, dude, I have feelings too, right? Women are, are in this interesting place where, you know, what, what's, what's the common story? What's the common narrative when we think about women, right? We, we think about, oh, gentle, kind, warm, loving, friendly, emotional, right? That's kind of the narrative, whether it be true or not is different. And I'm sure you've met people who completely embody that sort of a narrative. And I know people myself who go completely against that narrative. So it's not a one size fits all, but it's important to talk about women's mental health for several reasons. Firstly, I'm very, I love the fact that my audience is pretty divided equally, meaning we have roughly around 55% of our listeners are male, 45% are female. And it's not that I love equality just for the sake of equality, but I think it's great to have dynamic interaction. So if I had all men listening to the podcast, they would give me some sort of feedback. And if I had all women listening to the podcast, they'd give me some sort of feedback. But because I have reasonably an equal amount of both, I feel like there's an interesting conversation that I can have with both sides of the audience, if you will. And by no means at all is this going to be a podcast that says, hey, this is what being a woman is like from a man's perspective. But it's really just I recognize how many men listen to this podcast and it's shedding a little bit of light on some of the things that I've noticed that I think women get unfairly judged, unfairly criticized, or unfairly insulted on. So for a lot of men listening, this might be new to you. For a lot of women listening, this might be super obvious. And for some women, they'll be like, hey, Daniel, I'm glad that you're using your platform to talk about this stuff. Let's get into it. We know that, generally speaking, there are more women that are therapists than there are men that are therapists. We know that if someone is going to suffer some sort of mental health crisis or mental health issue, anxiety, depression, the chances of it being a woman than a man are much higher. We know if we're talking about workplace bullying, getting someone fired, ruining someone's reputation, it's generally going to be women involved rather than men. The majority of, and Google this, correct me if I'm wrong, the majority of disorders, I don't know if this is men and women or just women, are diagnosed before the age of 24. Before the age of 24, 75% of people who have a mental illness throughout their life, you can already find a hint of it. So if you have four people who may or may not suffer mental illnesses, three of them, it'll be unbelievably noticeable before they're about 23, 24. And that one is maybe like later on. I made a video many months ago talking about raising boys and girls differently, you know, and I, I said certain things like, well, you should teach them both to be kind and both to be firm. Right? You should teach them both to be generous, but both to be ambitious. But then I ended up by saying that men and women are going to have different obstacles in life. And I really want to hammer this idea home that if you're a woman, 
And if you're growing up in this world, in this society that we have right now, I'm speaking from Canada, British Columbia specifically, but this is going to differ depending on, are we talking about the Middle East? Are we talking about Asia? Right? Because if you're a girl living in California, your perception of reality is going to be different than a young girl growing up in Afghanistan right now, or Saudi Arabia, or Iran. So that's important to take note of. But my point here is that women have different obstacles in their way that men don't have. Thus, they should be prepared for things unique to them and vice versa for men. Men also have some things that are obstacles specifically for them that women might not have to deal with. So for women's obstacles, man, it's like, where do you start? Where do you start? Well, firstly, nine times out of 10, you have a biological disadvantage, right? And that's important to know. One thing that I sometimes hear about guys when they hear about girls talking about being hit on, being uncomfortable, being followed, a guy looks at it from his own perspective, meaning a girl says to her guy friend, she says, hey, I feel really uncomfortable. That guy was made one or two comments about my body. I was like, yeah, whatever. I kept walking and he started following me. A lot of guys, not everyone, but a lot of guys, that's hard to understand because your perspective on that is, wow, two free compliments and he's following you, checking you out. I don't see what the big deal is, right? One of those factors why that is a big deal is because of the difference in in physical body size and before you start point well Dana what about Ronda Rousey what about Amanda Nunes man I'm not saying it's every man is stronger than every woman look there's some tough women out there that would wreck a lot of dudes absolutely but in the words of Jordan Peterson you take the 100 toughest men no, no woman would stand a chance Right. Look, forget men and women, man. Look at me. I'm a little guy. I'm 5'7", 140 pounds, right? What happens if I'm in an altercation with a guy 6'3", 200 pounds? It's not that different. Sure, I got a little bit more uh, bigger bone density than a girl, more muscle mass, things of that nature. But in the large part is, it's not that, oh, someone's giving you compliments and makes you feel good. It's not that, oh, oh, someone's just staring at me. I must look great. But when you include that size dynamic and that uncomfortability, plus you're not attracted to the person, it's another story. So imagine being a guy who is 5'7", five, 5'8", five, you're in a bar, and all of a sudden this big dude who's been drinking a lot starts making advances towards you. Now, you might be heterosexual. And you can explain to that fellow, uh, sir, I'm, I'm not a homosexual. Your opinion does not matter. If that 200 pound man, six foot two, wants to put his hands on you, there really isn't much you can do to stop him, unless you're very good at martial arts, or what if he knows martial arts? So it's just, do you see how it becomes a lot more uncomfortable? Whereas a lot of guys, when they hear that, their initial thought is like, well, if I'm walking down downtown and these smoking babes are complimenting me, that's great, I wouldn't get offended, I'd say thank you. It's like, it's context, right? Context is unbelievably important. Like where you are, who's talking to you, and what the power dynamic is like. Another tough thing that women go through a lot is the, the validation of emotions, right? There's a lot of emphasis placed on emotions and how you feel and getting emotions across. One thing that I was guilty of for a very long time is I'd say, look, I want to help you. Show me the problem. I'll give you a solution. Here's why I've strayed away from that. Sometimes a person doesn't want any advice. Sometimes we give unsolicited advice. So someone will say a problem. So they'll say, man, I'm not doing too well today. And our immediate response, and guys do this a lot, they go, including myself, they go, well, how about you go hiking? Why don't you play guitar? Why don't you watch TV? So I'm immediately giving you advice. Whereas sometimes what a lot of women would love 
is for someone to just hear what they're saying. Just be an active listener. For a lot of guys, that doesn't make any sense because you go, look, why are you wasting my time? Why would you complain and then not want any solutions? Let's change the, the way that I kind of wrap my mind around this was the best thing that you could do for someone, debatable, right? It depends on who they are and what they're doing and what they want from you is sometimes it's just listening. Sometimes a person like knows what they have to do, but they feel really terrible and they just want to open up to somebody. So please don't think that you have to offer someone advice. If your girlfriend, if your wife, if your sister, if something's going on, it's okay if you don't have the answer, man, just listen. I've actually, the more I've grown up, the less advice I give, believe it or not. Like when I'm with a friend, when I'm with a family member, if they were to say something like, I feel really lost in life, like, like I don't know what to do. Instead of being like, okay, this is what you should do. I just go, man, that sounds like really overwhelmed. Or that, that sounds like a kind of anxiety inducing place to be. And they'll be like, yeah, yeah, it is. It really is. You know, so what I almost do is I take a step back. The very first thing is, I want to make sure that you know that I heard you. I almost repeat back what you say to me. Almost. But, but not verbatim, not like life sucks. And then I say, it sounds like your life sucks. Not like that sarcastically, but I, I take out the important notes, right? I, I look at patterns, I look at words, and I, I repeat back to them to go, hey man, is this what you mean? Or I understand you clearly. And often than not, once you do that, People naturally want to listen to you a lot more. And then when you do want to give advice, people are a whole lot more open to following that advice. So that's one thing that I've found is personally speaking, I'm not saying this is what everyone should do and this is the right thing. But one thing that I've done and it's given me some positive results so far is when someone opens up to you, I've just been listening. It's been going really well. It's been going really well. And then if they ask for my advice, I, I will gladly have some to share as well. Emotional validation is a really big thing, right? Okay, imagine you have a girlfriend, right? Or imagine, okay, imagine me and my girlfriend go out to a party. And, and maybe I've given this example. If I have, bear with me. If you haven't heard it, this is great for you. We go, we go out to a party. We go out. If people know me, you know I'm a very talkative person. I like meeting new people. We'll go around joking, laughing, smiling. I can be quite humorous at times. All of a sudden, it's a, it's a very quiet car ride home. I look at her and I go, hey, what's uh, everything good? And maybe she says, fine, you know, or maybe she goes, Daniel, why the hell were you flirting with that girl back there? And what I would say is, it's like, well, first of all, was it deliberate, right? Or was it accidental? The, the whole point of the message is this, regardless of if I did it on purpose or not, let's say I didn't do it on purpose. The last thing I would want to say is like, look, it's not a big deal. Or look, you're exaggerating. Or dude, you're crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. There is a way, and this is so important for, for not just guys, but guys and girls to understand. Look, there's a way that you can make your partner feel terribly unintentionally, right? And even though you don't, you, you don't have to apologize necessarily because you never set out with the intention of harming their feelings, What's real is their feelings are hurt, right? Sometimes I hear things like men live in a fact-based society. Women live in, a, in an emotion-based society, right? And they get made fun of. And there'll be like a clip of a guy saying, statistically speaking, blah, 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 logical, blah, blah, blah. And then after he presents all that evidence, it pans to the girl and she says, well, I just feel like, and then everyone just rams her, right? Because they're like, dude, what's wrong with you? You just present all this evidence. Like no one cares about your feelings. The, the problem about that sort of an approach is, look, man, Fat. 
I understand what you mean by logic and facts and intention. Like, hey, I didn't mean to hurt you. Or, hey, look, this is what it is. But when someone says, look, this is what happened. This is how it appeared to me. And this is how I'm feeling right now. So a lot, a better response to someone saying, hey, look, this is what you did. This is how I feel. Is don't get me wrong. Don't just apologize for the sake of doing it, right? Don't say, I'm sorry. You state your intention. You go, hey, look, that was never my intent. However, you still feel the way that you do. So if I say it's not a big deal, move on. I'm invalidating your emotions. I'm invalidating your perception of reality because that is what you saw in your eyes, regardless if it's true or not. That's how it came off to you and now you feel a certain way. And those emotions are freaking real, right? You don't feel good. That's real, right? That's as real as anything else is in life. So let's address the emotions. And I feel like girls get un, unfairly criticized, right? Like I, I made this video on TikTok and it did relatively well. There's this idea of like, don't judge people, you know? And I was like, dude, that's crazy to me. Like telling people don't judge people is like saying, don't think, you know, don't feel. Like these are things that we do all the time. When I'm walking down the street, I'm immediately judging someone, whether consciously or unconsciously. How do they look? Do they look drunk? You know, if it's dark, if, if there's a few of them, you know, do they look safe? Do they sketchy straight across the street? If you're on a date or date with someone, you're constantly judging them. What are they saying? How fast are they speaking? Do they have a weird laugh, right? Oh, Daniel, that's shallow. You shouldn't do it, man. It's life. It's, it's how our brain works. What people mean is, they don't mean don't judge. They mean, hey, be careful because sometimes first impressions can be deceiving. But that is totally different than don't judge people, right? Because I think saying don't judge people is as crazy as saying don't feel things. I don't know what I did, right? I don't know why it happened. But regardless, it made you feel a certain way and that feeling is real. And I can throw statistics at you and logic at you and Freud said this, but at the end of the day, if you felt hurt because of something that I did or we did or someone did, me saying, hey, just move on, isn't gonna make you move on. And I think it's really, really important to validate people's emotions. That's the big message I wanna see, validate people's emotions. I don't know why you feel the way that you do, but look, it is what it is. We're here now, right? There's no going back. So let's talk about it, right? Let's have an honest conversation about it. Girls are also put in a weird place when they look at a relationship dynamic with guys. Sometimes if you're a girl who's, who's kind and likes listening and is caring, you got to understand there are some attention deprived men out there. And what happens is no one's ever given them the time of day. So when they meet you either over text, FaceTime, in person and you open up to them a little bit and you're friendly towards them, they could really open up to you and look at you differently. And that's a big reason why you see men so easily develop feelings for women. There's a lot of men who don't feel comfortable opening up to other men, but they feel more comfortable opening up to women. And when that happens, a person could just like that develop a crush on you after one conversation, right? Because in their minds, they're going, wow, this is someone who cares about what I have to say, right? Because guys, typically speaking, they don't validate emotions the way women do, right? Hey, stop complaining, hey, man up, right? That's the narrative, generally speaking. Whereas with women, it's like, yeah, cry, let it out. I'm here, it's okay, right? And, and when there are those men who feel like they don't have anyone to open up to, they see that and they can't differentiate, are you being friendly as a girl or are you into me? How many times have you heard this? The guy goes up to the girl and goes, uh, hey, I, I wanted to let you know that uh, you're really cute 
and I'd love to take you out for dinner sometime. And the girl says, thanks, but I have a boyfriend. And he goes, well, you're ugly anyways. What just happened? How is she ugly now, coincidentally, right after she rejected you? Well, she was cute 30 seconds ago though, right? So what this individual has done is he liked you, right? And when you rejected him, he has to switch the story and go, well, it's obviously not because there's something wrong with me, you know, or I'm too good for you anyway, or you don't know what you're, so that's kind of the narrative there. And unfortunately, girls get put in this place where men can be really greedy and they can be really ambitious with what they want, whether it's a goal, whether it's you. It's like, hey, I want you to be my girlfriend and I'm going to make it happen. I don't care if I'm going to text you every day. I don't care if I'm going to follow you around during your classes. I'm going to try to hang out with you every single day. Like there's some people who can be really greedy and really goal driven and their goal might be you. Right. And if you're a girl who's getting all this unwanted attention, you can be in this really uncomfortable spot. Right. Because what if there's a guy who's your friend and you feel like he's making advancements towards you? Right. As a woman, you got to be able to set a boundary and go, dude, like, I don't like you that way. Right. And some guys will listen and they'll take the boundary and they'll go, thanks for letting me know. Others won't take it so well. Right. And then I've even heard of stories where a guy hits on a girl. The girl sets her boundaries, super honest. She's like, hey, look, I'm not interested into you like that. And the guy makes her feel guilty. You know, how could you? You're such a B word. You let me on. You know, you flirted with me, blah, blah. She's like, what did I do? Right? And it turns out that like the one day they were both crossing halls, she smiled at him and he smiled at her and he took that as flirting. And now he thinks that she's playing hard to get. It's weird, man. It's, it's really weird. Like from a guy's perspective, I think there's so much disconnect between what men see in women versus what women see in men. And then women who are growing up without a father, without a, a male presence in the house, or let's say at least with one parent instead of two, they're much more likely to hang out with promiscuous individuals. They're much more likely to become pregnant before the age of 16. They're much more likely to go through abuse. They're much more likely to experience depression, loneliness, anxiety. It's a weird place because men, like imagine you're a guy, right? Imagine you're a guy and you're growing up without a sister, without a mother. It's you and your dad. And you don't really interact with women at all till you're like 18, right? And then you go to college and then you see these things. And women are actually terrifying. Like if you haven't seen women in a while, like then you see an attractive young lady standing in front of you. Guys are like, what the hell is that thing? Does she like UFC? Like what, what, do, I, what do I say to her? Like, you know, and, and like th that's where you get people like, I don't know how to interact with that thing. Do I say hello? Does she like coffee? So it's, it's really weird from a guy's perspective. And from a girl's perspective, the tough thing is what guys like to do is they like to put all girls into one category, right? All girls are like this. All girls play hard to get. All girls like to flirt for fun. They just want to have your attention. No girl wants me for me. She just wants to be with me because of my money. All women are gold diggers. As a woman, you have your own unique perspective on life and I'm not claiming that I understand it. But I do understand that there are some noticeable differences from a man's perspective. 
And I think this podcast would be really, really valuable if I did have a woman on here to talk about it. As men, one thing that we could do is we could just be open to listen. I think that's huge. I think if we're open to listen, if we're open to understanding, if we understand that a lot of our obstacles in life overlap and they're similar, but there's also a lot of them that are different, right? And even though we don't understand them, even though they don't make sense to us, we're open to learn and we're open to supporting the people in our lives. Unfortunately, women go through a lot of distress, an extreme amount due to other women, due to their upbringing, due to men. And then the moment, let's say they find a guy who they think is good, who they can open up with, you know, chances are he catches feelings for her, right? So then they're put in a weird spot where it's like, well, now you have to reject a guy. Well, you don't want to reject a guy, right? So you feel bad. So what does the girl do? She doesn't reject him, right? But she doesn't say yes to his advances either. She just strings him along. So now this guy with false optimism is texting back and forth with this girl for like six months and then he sees her with another guy. Now, what's he going to think, right? And even her intention was, look, you're a nice guy. I don't want to hurt your feelings. I don't want to push you away. I don't want you to leave. In his mind, it's you've played me. You just wanted my attention. You didn't care about me from the start. Why would you build me up to be all optimistic if you were going to walk out anyways? And I think there's just a real disconnect between men and women right now, right? And the more, man, some of those, some of those red pill stuff, if you know, you know, I'm, I always... I think it's unfortunate when people go, man, all women want this. Oh, I'm not going to name drop them, but there's a podcast that brings on women. But the women that they bring on are, it's a skewed sample size. You've got porn stars, strippers, OnlyFans girls, models, right? Those are the type of girls they bring on. And then when they bring those girls on, they'll give some sort of answer. And then the podcast host will say, see, all women are like that. See, this is all women. This is everything that women want. They just want you for your money. See, women, they're not, uh, one guy isn't enough for them. They'll be with you until they find a taller, more successful man that will go to him. The problem with that is that there's no, the sample size is too small. And two, there's no way you can generalize it, right? If all of your guests are between 18 to 22 porn stars, strippers, OnlyFans, man, that's like if I brought 10 girls from church on my podcast who were very conservative, very strict religiously, and said, this is what all girls think like. And women do it too, right? Like, this is what all girls, this is what all guys think. This is what all guys do. This is what all guys think is okay, you know? And like that, that crazy narrative of, okay, I'm not going to go there because it's for women. So we got to be careful of putting people in their boxes, right? I know I've said this is about women's mental health, but dude, every woman is a unique person. Every human being is a unique person with their own challenges, with their own accomplishments, their accolades, their struggles, their heartbreaks. And if this episode has served anything, is to say this, look, you don't have to understand everything, right? But if you're there and you're able to give support in some way, it goes a long, long, long way. And if you're a man listening to this and you got some female friends in your life, you may or may not have at some point done something to make a girl feel uncomfortable. Again, intentionally or unintentionally, like without knowing. And I think the only way through that is communication. Right? Is you asking, hey, are you okay with me doing this? Or are you okay with me saying that sort of a joke? And then her also setting boundaries if you don't ask. Going, hey, that's not okay. Right? I, don't, I don't like jokes like that. Or I don't like you doing this stuff. So I believe communication is the way. 
The problem is once we make our tribes, men over here, women over here, straight people over here, gay people over here, old people over here, young people over here, that's when we turn into this tribalistic mentality where it's us versus them. And when that happens, we don't seek to communicate, right? I assume that if you're a girl, you just want to be with the richest, most handsome, tallest guy and that's it, right? Or I assume that, or just a bunch of assumptions, right? That are going to make you look bad and I don't really care. I don't want to talk to you because I already have my conclusion laid out. We all go through tough times. We all go through struggle. We all go through heartbreak, but through different intensities. And one thing that we can do for everybody's benefit is to communicate. Is to be honest about how we feel about one another. Is to be honest about ourselves. Is to establish healthy boundaries. And to be okay with not understanding someone, but willing to learn and willing to listen. And I think that in and of itself will go a long way. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. This has been another episode. I appreciate every subscription, every like, every comment, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I appreciate you. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye.